0: Hello and welcome to the One Hope Podcast, where faith and life connect, a podcast done by One Hope Church in Gig Harbor, Washington. Enjoy! I have become all things to all people, so that through all possible means I may save some. That is not the text for today's podcast, Um, but it is a verse from the Apostle Paul, in 1 Corinthians chapter 9 that kept popping into my mind as I prepared for today's podcast. Hi everyone, this is Matt. We are here in the last seven days of our One Hope Church Lenten podcast journey, if you can believe it. Today I am uh, excited that I get to dive into Acts 17 and 18 with you because This really marks the turning point of Paul's missionary journey from Asia into Europe. Uh, We saw a little bit of it in chapter 16, but starting with 17, we really start to see the spread of Christianity to the Western world and, you know, really into the hearts and lives of many of our ancestors. I'm also excited because it starts in two cities that I recently visited in my Baggy tourist shorts. Paul shares the good news of Jesus to the Thessalonians, and after getting run off by an unruly mob, he takes a detour to Athens. Well, my wife Carrie and I uh, took a trip to Greece last September, and we spent a long afternoon in Thessaloniki, and two full days in Athens. Thankfully, we didn't run into any angry mobs. Just a lot of um, flocks of tourists in baggy shorts. So today I'm going to focus on Paul's quick trip to Athens in 51 AD. And, and how for me, it, it brings to mind that verse in Corinthians, I have become all things to all people. And it raises, it raises the question for me, how can I be all things to all people? How can I be faithful to God in the context of my surrounding culture? Well, Athens is an interesting nut to crack. We, we know from the New Testament that Paul wrote many letters to people in many cities. Corinthians, Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians, even those unwelcoming, rioting Thessalonians. And yet, did you ever notice there is no letter to the Athenians? Historically, Athens was, um, it was in decline at this point in time. It was no longer the center of civilization. There was really much more activity and commerce happening in nearby Corinth. It almost seems accidental, maybe, that Paul landed in Athens at all. He's just hanging out for a few days, waiting for Silas and Timothy to catch up so they can get back out on the road, but there are no accidents with God. So let's pick up the reading at chapter 17, verse 16. While Paul was waiting for them in Athens, he was greatly distressed to see that the city was full of idols. So he reasoned in the synagogue with the Jews and the God-fearing Greeks, as well as in the marketplace day by day with those who happened to be there. In other words, he was in his comfort zone as a learned Jewish scholar speaking to fellow Jews as he had his whole life. But then note that he also went out to the marketplace known as the Agora uh, or Agora, I guess, and, and shared Jesus with ordinary people he met. In other words, he turned into a street preacher. And next we get to my favorite part, Paul's famous sermon on Mars Hill next to the Acropolis in Athens, which he gives he gives the sermon to the, to the Greek non-Jewish intellectuals. They're also known as Stoics and Epicureans, two distinct groups, and they gathered on the hill. Mars Hill is, is, uh, is really basically a, a, a rocky outcropping that um, Carrie and I were able to look down on from the west side of the Acropolis. There weren't any long lines of people waiting to get to see it, unlike the huge crowds that are constantly filing up the steps to the Acropolis. But 2,000 years ago, it was the place where smart dudes went to hang out with other smart dudes and debate each other until they were blue in the face. Verse 21 says, All the Athenians and the foreigners who lived there spent their time doing nothing but talking about and listening to the latest ideas. Well, it was into this environment that Paul entered, walking up Mars Hill, God's word was burning in his chest. But he shared it with gentleness and respect and with a clear understanding of his context of how to be all things to all people. Notice he doesn't start off by condemning their wickedness, though he could have. Instead, he says, men of Athens, I see you are very religious. He doesn't give a long recitation of Jewish history back to the covenant with Abraham and the patriarchs because he knows this would be meaningless to this particular audience. Instead, he appeals to famous Greek poets. And he, um, he also points to their idols scattered around Athens, dedicated to an unknown God. Because he knows that deep down, this is the cry of empty souls groping in the dark, longing to be filled. It says in Ecclesiastes, God has set eternity in the hearts of all people. So Paul tells them what you worship as something unknown, I am going to proclaim to you. And he does. Well, today in 2023, we don't need to know Greek and we don't have to have masterful rhetorical skills like Paul. You know, think back on Peter, James, and John, the other disciples. They were just as effective, even though they were unschooled, because they had the Holy Spirit. But we do know how to meet people in their context, on their terms, without selling out. We can certainly try. It doesn't have to be a grand speech to a crowd it it might just be in our our daily contact with people in our workplaces and neighborhoods in acts chapter 18 paul spent a season of his life working as a tent maker who knows today if uh, he were alive he might work at REI making outdoor gear for me to spend too much money on I also think it's important to go into these encounters without any expectations. Paul's sermon on Mars Hill may be famous and historic, but at the time, you know, it was kind of actually anticlimactic. It says, a few men became followers of Paul and believed. Among them was Dionysus, a member of the Areophagus up on Mars Hill. Also a woman named Damaris, shout out to Damaris. And a number of others. So you don't really get a, a picture of immediate explosive growth like the thousands who came to Christ on Pentecost in the days after. But that didn't matter to Paul. Every soul mattered to him because every soul matters to Jesus. I have become all things to all people so that through all possible means I may save some. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for your word, for the life, death and resurrection of Jesus and for amazing role models like the Apostle Paul. We ask that you would nudge us to take the unexpected detours you want us to take. Give us the sensitivity to meet people with gentleness and respect in their context in ways that break down their defenses and sink into their hearts. Lord, give us confidence to plant a few seeds and let you reap the harvest. In Jesus' name, amen.